है गाइस वेलकम टू आवर न्यू एपिसोड एंड इन दिस एपिसोड वी जस्ट ट्राई टू अंडरस्टैंड अबाउट मोर अबाउट द इंटीरियर ऑफ द अर्थ बट बिफोर स्टार्टिंग दिस एपिसोड आई वन आई इन्फॉर्म यू दैट इन दिस पॉडकास्ट आई विल बी कवरिंग मोस्ट ऑफ द टॉपिक्स रिलेटेड टू द सिविल सर्विसेज एग्जामिनेशन राइट सो आई एम स्टार्टिंग विद द जोग्राफी but uh, apart from that i'll be covering uh, the uh, current affairs section because it is also essential for civil services examination because you can see that it is a heart of the or heart and soul of the civil services examination so we will have to discuss that and remember one thing uh, i'm covering in a uh, in a short term uh, or you can say that i'm covering the current affairs section on the perspective of revision right so i am not giving you uh, all the details but yeah i just try to give a uh, revisions uh, section of the current affairs so now before starting that current affairs section i i want to inform you that ki i am covering from uh, january 22 to august 2021 and this is the rapid revision right what i am telling you this is going to be a rapid revision along with other sections so basically i am covering the geography first and after that i'll be covering a uh, history section uh, and in the history section there are different types of histories like ancient medieval modern and world history also so i'll be covering that and all the session are on the perspective of the revision only right and uh, in very generalistic terms uh my aim is to uh introduce to you uh all of the topics in very general terms right or in very simplistic terms so now uh in this particular episode i am dealing with the current affairs session okay so it is very important uh in the next episode i'll be covering the something more about the geography uh like interior of the earth right so in this particular episode i am covering the current affairs section of january 2020 but remember one thing current affairs section is uh, too difficult right uh, when we are talking about current affairs section there are lots of topics which uh, needs to be understanding so this uh, episode quite uh, we large enough or quite extending in nature because i just try to cover all the topics of uh, uh, current affairs session but i think uh, we have to understand in a great deal right current affairs session we have to understand in a great deal okay so i think uh, we have to start our current affairs session from polity and governance right so it is going to be now you can ask me about uh, now the question can uh, ask you in my in your mind that why i am starting this current affairs session because some some of my listeners are told me that you are talking about the civil services examination and at all and you are not covering the uh, current affairs session or section which is really crucial for our uh, preparation so that is why i am starting this session or section of uh, current affairs but uh, i am not forget about i am also not forget about the geography section uh, i know that we we have to cover the geography session uh, within pre specified time but yeah obviously we uh, please give me some time to covering this uh, all of the topic because it needs more topics right 
so that is why i am saying you it is too difficult for me to manage the things but yeah i'll just try to do my best right so in this session uh, i want to told you to my listeners that uh, i am not covering the current affairs session because some of my other listeners are also demand me that ki just you just have to cover the uh, first geography session and then polity uh, polity and other sessions but yeah we have we will manage in the next month uh, or we will starting uh, in the next month from our uh, for our uh, current affairs session right so current affairs session is very important but we would be starting from the next month but in this episode i'll be only dealing with the geography section right so do not worry listeners i am only dealing with the geography session first and then polity session and after that covering all the topics as far as possible now now in this particular section or in this particular episode we are dealing with the interior of the earth what kind of materials that are available which tells us that the interior of the earth right so it is going to be a really interesting question the interior of the earth can be understood only by indirect evidences as neither any anyone has nor anyone can reach the interior of the earth and this is the fact that anyone cannot reach the interior of the earth and and how can we know about the the question that can ask in your mind that how can we know about the interior of the world this answer of this question is that there are some direct as well as some of the in, uh, indirect sources so the indirect sources or evidences and with the help of indirect evidences we can understand the interior of the earth right now the configuration of the surface of the earth is largely a product of a processes operating in the interior of the earth exogenic as well as endogenic processes are constantly shaping the landscape a proper understanding of the physiographic characteristics of a region remains incomplete if the effects of endogenic processes are ignored human life is largely influenced by the physiography of the region therefore it is necessary that one gets acquainted with the forces that influence the landscape development to understand why the earth shakes or how a tsunami wave is generated it is necessary that we know certain details of the interior of the earth in the previous uh, in the previous episode we discussed about some of the uh, basics or not actually we are not discussing about basics we are discussing about the origin and evolution of the earth right so in this particular uh, episode we are dealing with the interior of the earth now there are some sources of information about the interior so the earth radius is 6370 km the earth radius is what 6317 km no one can reach the center of the earth and make observations or collect samples of the materials under such conditions you may wonder how scientists tells us about the earth's interior and what are the ty- uh, type of materials that existed in such depths so most of our knowledge about the interior of the earth is largely based on the estimates and interferences yet a part of information is obtained through direct observations and analysis of materials right so this is the basics now direct sources there are some direct sources which are available and through that we are understanding the interior of the earth right so this is this uh, episode going to be really interesting guys 
because in this episode you are learning or you understand about the interior of the earth why the earthquake are originated why tsunamis are originated in our earth so this is going to be a really interesting session okay so now direct sources the most easily available solid earth material is surface rock or the rocks we get from mining areas gold mines in south africa are as deep as 3 to 4 km going beyond this depth is not possible as it is very hot or this depth besides mining scientists have taken up a number of projects to penetrate deeper depths to explore the conditions in the crustal portions scientists would over are working on the two major projects such as deep ocean drilling project and integrated ocean drilling project the deepest drill in kola in arctic ocean had so far reached a depth of 12 km this and many deep drilling projects have provided a large volume of information through the analysis of materials collected at different depths volcanic eruption forms another source of obtaining direct information as and when the molten material or magma is thrown onto the surface of the earth during volcanic eruption it becomes available for laboratory analysis however it is difficult to ascertain the depth of the source of the such magma so this is how the direct sources are originated and and with the help of the direct sources we can understand the some of the sources or some of the things related to the interior of the earth now there are some indirect sources also and these sources are really important guys tell me uh, so i am going to tell you these sources are really important right analysis of properties of matter indirectly provides information about the interior we know through the mining activity that temperature and pressure increases with the increasing distance from the surface towards the interior in deep, deeper depths moreover it is also known that the density of the material also increases with the depth it is possible to find the rate of change of these characteristics knowing the total thickness of the earth scientists have estimated the values of the temperature pressure and the density of materials at different depths the details of these characteristics with reference to each layer of the interior are discussed in the subsequent uh, in our subsequent episodes another source of information are the meteors that at times reach the earth however it may be noted that the material that becomes available for analysis from meteors is not from the interior of the earth the material and the structure observed in the meteors are similar to that of the earth they are called bodies developed and out of materials same as or similar to our plane planet hence this becomes at another source of information about the interior of the earth now the uh, another indirect sources or other indirect sources include gravitational magnetic field and seismic activity the gravitational force is not the same at different latitudes on surface of the earth it is greater near the poles and less at the equator this is because of the distance from the center at the equator being greater than that of the poles these gravity values also differ according to the mass of material the uneven distribution of mass of material within the earth influences this value the reading of the gravity of different places is influenced by many other factors these readings differ from the expected values such a difference is called gravity anomaly right gravity anomalies gives us the information about the distribution of mass of the material in the crust of the earth 
magnetic surveys also provide information about the distribution of magnetic materials in the crustal portion and thus provide information about the distribution of materials in this part seismic activity is one of the most important sources of information about the interior of the earth hence we, sh we will be dealing about this uh, seismic information or seismic activity in more about in the subsequent episodes so this is all about the direct and indirect sources i hope guys you are understanding uh, the basics of this uh, direct and in indirect sources now uh, it we will be moved towards our discussion with earthquakes right so what is earthquakes why earthquakes are originated on the surface of the earth and can we avoid or can we stop these earthquakes so this all the topics we are discussed in this particular episode right now earthquakes the study of seismic waves provides a complete picture of the layered interior an earthquake in simple word is shaking of the earth it is a natural event it is caused due to the release of energy which generates waves that travel in all directions now the question is that why does the earth shake right the release of energy occurs along a fault a fault is a sharp break in the crustal rocks rocks along a fault tend to move in opposite directions as the overlying rocks start up press them the friction locks them together however their tendency to move apart at some point of time overcomes the friction as a result the block gets deformed and eventually they slide past one another abruptly this causes a release of energy and the energy waves travel in all directions the point where the energy is released is called the focus of the earthquake alternatively it is called the hypocenter the energy waves traveling at different directions to reach the surface the point on the surface nearest to the focus is called the epicenter it is the first one to experience the waves and it is a joint direction above the focus okay so this is how the earthquakes is taken place on the surface of the earth now what are the earthquake waves so there are three types of earthquake waves ps ps waves uh, so what are the these waves so we would be try to understanding one by one okay so what are the different waves of earthquakes right right and this is going to be really interesting guys okay so all natural earthquakes taken place in the lithosphere so it is very basic all natural earthquakes is taken place into the lithosphere and we discussed in our last episode or previous episode about the lithosphere in a generalistic term now the lithosphere refers to the portion of depth of 200 km from the surface of the earth what is lithosphere lithosphere is the refers to the portion of depth up to the 200 km from the surface of the earth an instrument called seismograph records the waves reaching the surface a curve of earthquakes waves recorded on the seismograph okay earthquake waves are basically of two types body waves and surface waves right so body waves are generated due to the release of energy and focus and move in all directions traveling through the body of the earth hence the name body waves is given to that to that waves the body waves interact with the surface rocks and generate new set of waves called the surface waves these waves move along the surface the velocity of the waves changes as they travel through materials with direct densities the denser the material the higher the velocity is the direction also the direction also changes as they reflect or refract 
when coming across materials with different densities. There are two types of body waves. They are called P and S waves. P waves move faster than are the first to arrive at the surface. These waves are called primary waves. The P waves are similar to the sound waves. They travel through gases, liquid and solid materials. S waves arrive at the surface with some time lag. These are called secondary waves. An important fact about S waves is that they can travel only through solid materials. This characteristic of the S waves is quite important. It has helped the scientists to understand the structure of the interior of the earth. Reflection causes waves to rebound whereas refraction makes waves move in different directions. So there are two terms used. Reflection means what? It causes wave to rebound whereas refraction makes wave move in different directions. The variations in the directions of waves are infrared with the help of their record on seismograph. The surface waves are the last to support on seismograph. These waves are more destructive. They cause displacements of rocks and hence the collapse of structures occurs. Now there is another term which known as the earthquake waves generation. How the, these waves are generated the surface of the earth we would be dealing with now. Different types of earthquake waves travel in different manners. As they move or propagate, they cause vibration in the body of the rocks through which they pass. Primary waves vibrate parallel to the direction of the wave. This exerts the pressure on the material in the direction of the propagation. As a result, it creates density differences in the material leading to stretching and squeezing of the material. Other three waves vibrate perpendicular to the direction of propagation. The direction of vibration of S waves is perpendicular to the wave direction in the vertical plane. Hence, they are troughs and crests in the material through which they pass. Surface waves are considered to be the most damaging waves. There is another term which were used in the earthquake studies, which is the shadow zone. Earthquake waves get recorded in seismographs located at far off locations. However, there exist some specific areas where the waves are not reported. Such a zone is called the shadow zone. Right? So the shadow zone of secondary waves is not only larger in extent, but it also a little over 40% of the earth's surface. Right? Types of earthquakes. There are certain types of earthquakes and we will be dealing with the different types of earthquakes right so first one is the tectonic earthquakes these are generated due to sliding of rocks along a fault plane right next one volcanic earthquakes so a special class of uh, class of tectonic earthquake is sometimes recognized as the volcanic earthquakes however these are confined to the areas of active volcanoes what is volcanoes we will be discussing in the after completing the earthquake section right in the areas of intense mining activity sometimes the roofs of underground mines collapse causing minor tremors these are called collapse earthquakes next one is the explosion earthquakes Ground shaking may also occur due to the explosion of chemical or nuclear devices. Such tremors are called explosion earthquakes. There are other some reservoirs induced earthquakes. 
the earthquakes that occur in that the area of large reservoirs are referred to as the reservoir induced earthquakes now how can we measure the earthquake this is going to be really interesting how can we measure the earthquakes the earthquake events are scaled either according to the magnitude or intensity of the shock the magnitude scale is known as the richter scale the magnetic magnitude relates to the energy released during the quake the magnitude is expressed in absolute numbers say 0 to 10 the intensity scale is named after marcali an italian seismologist the intensity scale takes into account the visible damage caused by the event the range of the intensity scale is from 1 to 12 there are some effects of earthquakes earthquake is a natural hazard the following are the immediate hazardous effects of the earthquake ground shaking differential ground settlement land and mud slides soil liquefaction ground lurching avalanches ground displacement floods from dam and levee failures fires structural collapse falling objects and tsunami the first six listed above have some bearings upon landforms while others may be concerned to the life and properties of the people in the region the effect of tsunami would occur only if the epicenter of the tremor is below oceanic waters and the magnitude is sufficiently high tsunamis are waves generated by the tremors and not an earthquake in itself tough the actual quake activity lasts for a few seconds its effects are devastating provided the magnitude of the quake is more than 5 on a richter scale so this is how you can understand about the earthquakes right now frequency of earthquake occurrences what is the frequency of earthquake occurrences so we will be we will be now dealing with frequency earthquake frequency occurrences the earthquake is a natural hazard if a tremor of high magnitude takes place it can cause heavy damage to the life and property of the people however not all the parts of the globe necessarily experience major shocks the quakes of high magnitude say 8 plus are quite rare they occur once in a one or two years whereas those in tiny types occur almost every minute so it is a very interesting one now we have to understand what is the structure of the earth how our earth is formulated or what are the elements of earth has right so there are certain elements and through these elements the earth is formulated so uh, so i am giving you the name of that for first and then i'll be sharing more information about this types right so first is the crust then the mantle okay and and then core right so first one is the crust it is the outermost solid part of the earth it is very important guys so please understand this it is the outermost solid part of the earth it is the brittle in nature the thickness of the crust varies under the oceanic and continental areas oceanic crust is thinner as compared to the continental crust the mean thickness of oceanic crust is 5 km whereas that of the continental is around 30 km <coughs> the continental crust is thicker in the areas of major mountain systems it is as much as 17 km or 70 km in the himalayan region 
it is made up of heavier rocks having density of 3 grams centimeter square this type of rock found in the oceanic crust is basalt now the next layer of the earth is the mantle the portion of the earth of the interior beyond the crust is called a mantle the mantle extends from mohos discontinuity to a depth of 2900 km the upper portion of the mantle is called asthenosphere the word asthenos means weak it is considered to be extending up to 400 km it is the main source of magma that finds its way to the surface during volcanic eruptions and how the magma is responsible for the occurrences of different types of rocks which are available on the surface of the earth we will be discussed this topic in our subsequent episodes right it has a density higher than the crust the crust and the uppermost part of the mantle are called lithosphere its thickness ranges from 10 to 2000 km the lower mantle extends beyond the asthenosphere and it is a solid state now the core as indicated earlier the earthquake wave velocities help in understanding the existence of the core of the earth the core mantle boundary is located at a depth of 2900 km the outer core is in liquid state while the inner core is in solid state the density of material at the mantle core boundary is around 5 g cm cube and at the center of the earth at 6300 km the density value is around 30 g or cm cube the core is made up of very heavy material mostly constituted by nickel and iron it's sometimes referred to as the knife layer so the core layer is sometimes referred to as the knife layer so it is all about the layers which we are discussed about the particularly the earth's layer so the earth is form, uh, formulated by the these three types of layers it is all about the interior of the earth right now we would be understanding or we would now we would we will move towards our discussion to the volcanoes and its understanding right a volcano is a place where gases ashes and or molten rock material or generally say as lava escape to the ground volcano is called an active volcano if the materials mentioned are being released or have been released out in the recent past the layer below the solid crust is uh, so wait a minute uh, just here we have to understand the volcanoes hmm the layer below the solid crust is mantle it has higher density than of the crust the mantle contains weaker zone called asthenosphere and we discussed about this uh, it is from this that the molten rock materials find their way to the surface and the material in the upper mantle portion is called as the magma so basically what we have to understand about the magma right once it start moving towards the crust or it reaches the surface it is referred to as the lava the material that reaches the ground includes lava flows cyroclastic debris volcanic bombs ash and dust and gases such as nitrogen compounds sulfur compounds and minor amounts of chlorine hydrogen and also argon right in some quantity so volcanoes and their classification so it it is going to be a really important we are classic we classify the different types of volcanoes so volcanoes are classified on the basis of nature and eruption and the form developed at the surface major types of volcanoes are as follows 
First, the shale volcanoes. Bearing the basalt flows, the shale volcanoes are the largest of all the volcanoes on the earth. The Hawaiian volcanoes are the most famous example. These volcanoes are mostly made up of a basalt, a type of lava that is <coughs> sorry for this lava that is very fluid when erupted. For this reason, these volcanoes are not steep. They become explosive if somehow water gets into the vent. Otherwise, they are characterized by the low explosivity. The upcoming lava moves in the form of a fountain and throws out to the cone at the top of the vent and develops into the cedar cone. <laughs> Sorry about this. But yeah, if you want to understand in more detail, just go to the Google and search it the uh, volcano diagram and you will be better understanding, right? Because it is difficult for me to understand you uh, without a diagram. So whatever I have mentioned, so you just go to the diagram and uh, understand in a proper sense, right? There is some other types like composite volcanoes. These volcanoes are characterized by eruptions of cooler and more various lavas than basalt. These volcanoes often result in explosive eruptions. Along with lava, large quantities of cyroclastic material and ashes find their way to the ground. This material accumulates in the vicinity of the vent openings leading to formation of layers and this makes the mounds appear as a composite volcanoes. Caldera. These are the most explosive of the earth's volcanoes. They are usually so explosive that when they erupt they tend to collapse on themselves rather than building any tall structure. The collapse depressions are called calderas. This explosiveness indicates that the magma chamber supplying the lava is not only huge but is also a close vicinity. Next type is flood basaltic provinces. These volcanoes outpour highly fluid lava that flows for long distances. Some parts of the world are covered by the thousands of square kilometer thick basalt lava flows. There can be a series of flows with some flows attaining thickness of more than 50 meter. Individual flows may extend for hundreds of kilometers. The Deccan traps from India, presently covering most of the Maharashtra Plateau, are a much larger flood basalt province. It is believed that initially the trap formations covered a much larger area than the present. And the last type is the mid-ocean ridges volcanoes. So these volcanoes are in the oceanic areas. There is a system of mid-ocean ridges more than 70,000 kilometers long that stretches through the ocean basins. The central portion of this region experiences frequent eruptions. So we will be discussing in our subsequent topics about the uh, volcanoes. There are some volcanic landforms which are formulated through the volcanic activity. So there are some things, okay, intrusive forms and also extrusive, obviously. So what is intrusive forms? The lava that is released during volcanic eruptions and cooling develops into igneous rocks. And how this process is uh, taken place, we understand this process in our next few episodes, right? The cooling may take place either on reaching the surface or also while the lava is still in the crustal portion. Depending on the location of the cooling of the lava, igneous rocks are classified as volcanic rocks cooling at the surface and plutonic rocks cooling in the crust. The lava that cools within the crustal portion assumes different forms and these forms are called intrusive forms. So you also refer the diagram.
with the help of Google or any of the standard textbooks. Next, batholites. A large body of magnetic material that cools in the deeper depths of the crust develops in the form of a large domes. They appear on the surface only after the denudational processes remove the overlying materials. They cover large areas and at times assume depth that may be several kilometers. These are granitic bodies. Batholites are the cold portion of the magma chambers. Next one is the lacolites. These are large dome-shaped intrusive bodies with a level base and connected by a pipe-like conduit from below. It resembles the surface volcanic domes of co composite volcano. Only these are located at the deeper depths. It can be regarded as the localized sources of lava that finds its way to the surface. The Karnataka Plateau is spotted with the domal hills of granite rocks. Most of these now exploited <coughs> examples of lacolith or batholiths, right? Next, lapolith, pecolith and sills. As in when the lava moves upwards, a portion of the same may tend to move in a horizontal direction, whatever it finds a weak plane. It may get arrested in different forms. In case it develops into a soccer shape, concave in the sky body, it is called a lapolith. A wavy mass of intrusive rocks at times is found at the base of cyclines or at the top of anticline in folded igneous country. Such wavy materials have a definite conduit to surface beneath in the form of magma chambers, subsequently develop into the batholiths. These are called the pecolites. Now, the near horizontal bodies of the intrusive igneous rocks are called sills or sheet, depending upon the thickness of the material. The thinner ones are called sheets, while the thick horizontal deposits are called sills. There is another landforms which are formulated uh, by the volcanic uh, activity. So, these are the dikes. When the lava makes its way through cracks and the fissures develop into the land, it solidifies almost perpendicular to the ground. It gets cooled in the same proposition or po position to develop a wall-like structure. Such structures are called dikes. These are the most commonly found intrusive forms in the western Maharashtra area. These are considered the feeders for the eruptions that lead to the development of the Deccan traps. Deccan traps, right? In the Maharashtra plateau. So we discuss about the uh, huh, Deccan plateau, right? And uh, we discussed about in this particular episode about the physical geography and particularly more about the interior of the world as well as types of uh, earthquake as well as of volcanoes so i hope guys you enjoy this session or episode and uh, my listeners also told me that you just cover the current affairs session i'll just try to covering but first of all my aim is to complete the geography section all of the physical and human geography and then i'll be covering remain topics okay so thank you so much thanks a lot